Hello, and welcome to Homegrown KC, a podcast dedicated to exploring Kansas City's fascinating history and sharing stories from a church past. I'm your host, Laura. Join me today as we explore a piece of Kansas City's history. I have a really cool mini-sode for y'all today. I took an adventure this morning with Casey Urban Hikes through Strawberry Hill and downtown KCK. I feel like I haven't done enough research or enough adventures on history in KCK, especially in this particular area. So I was really excited to go on this. I heard about them about a year ago. About a year ago, I had an idea. Homegrown KC should do a, a walking tour. That would be really cool. Let me look up what we have so far. Because I know we have um, the gangster tour, which actually is a, a bus tour. And that's how I found Urban Hikes. And so now after today, I'm like, yeah, they don't need Homegrown KC walking tour. This is so cool, guys. She started three years ago. She now has eight different hikes that she offers. And uh, four different guides. Um, like a month ago, one of her guides, Christy, hi Christy, um, reached out to me and was like, do you want to? And I was like, yeah. So I ended up picking this one. Um, and I thought that Christy was going to be my guide. But the owner and founder of Casey Urban Hikes, Lisa, was my guide. And I don't know if... That was the plan all along, and I just didn't realize it, or if there was some kind of um, organizational shift. But I'm sure Christy would have been amazing, but Lisa was amazing. Very nice, very kind, cheerful, friendly, energetic. Like, I just I can't say enough good things about her. And, oh, there's so much cool stuff on this hike. So I'm going to try to... I'm looking up right now about the different hikes I can give you um, the list of the hikes that they offer. And then I'm going to try to go in order of what we saw on the hike. Okay, so there's a Crossroads Art District and Westside Urban Hike. There's an urban hike with wine and cheese. Um, they, that one starts at Liberty Memorial. There's the one I did, Strawberry Hill and downtown KCK. There is the River Market. Um, slash West Bottoms, slash Columbus Park. Excuse me. Um, they have a Plaza Lights and Crestwood Urban Hike. So that must be um, Christmas only. Um, I don't know. Maybe they do a, a Plaza Hike during the summer as well. There's a mural-based hike. Um, and if you are not from Kansas City, then you don't know. But if you are from Kansas City, you do know. We have a lot of beautiful street art. Um, so this one sounds cool. Um, let's see. They go through, they, they start at Union Station, they go through the crossroads, and they see over 25 murals. Wow, that's a lot. And that's not even all that we have. Um, let's see. Okay. Artful KC Streetcar Urban Hike. Um that one, it looks like, also goes through 
the crossroads and downtown. Um, she said that she also does a lot of um, corporate hikes or like team hikes. So your business can, you know, get a private hike. And she said a lot of those, they will end with a um, pottery class at what is the name of this place? Epic Clay Studio, which is in uh, Strawberry Hill. And Epic Clay, I've been following on Instagram for a couple weeks now. They seem really cool. And there's a Sunset Crossroads West Side Urban Hike. That one sounds gorgeous. There's something called a Get Fit Urban Hike. Um, that is not available yet, but it will be later in the summer. And it says that it's a hike intermixed with cardio. <laughs> Uh, it focuses on legs, glutes, and cardio. So, that sounds like a lot of exercise. Um, so the hike that I was on this morning, the uh, Strawberry Hill hike, her website says it's about four and a half miles. Let's see, my phone says that we clocked well over 10k steps, which I think is about five miles That little, yay, that you just heard. That was my phone. Um, yeah, so it says it was about five miles. Um, and she will tell you, but I'm also going to warn you, make sure you have good shoes. Make sure you take a big bottle of water on the Strawberry Hill hike. There is a spot about halfway through where you can stop and um, get some water from the water fountain and go to the bathroom, which was very nice. Okay, here we go. So we met this morning, and um, I should also say real quick, except for the um, sunset hike, it looks like all of the hikes are at about 8.30 in the morning. So that's, that's the first thing. I guess I should start there. So when I booked it, I was like, oh, I don't want to wake up at 8 a.m. on a Saturday. Uh, oh, well, I want this enough. I'll do it. And my body was like, 6 a.m., let's go. And I was like, no, but... Whatever, I didn't have trouble waking up this morning. Okay, anyways, um, it's totally worth it. It's a bit cooler in the mornings than the afternoons. That's probably why she chose that time. Also, I think folks are freer in the mornings. But, um, you know, 8 a.m., 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning in Strawberry Hill, nobody around. It was super quiet, super nice. The weather was gorgeous. We met at 8.30 at Split Log Coffee. Apparently, Split Log is one of only two coffee shops in all of uh, Strawberry Hill slash downtown KCK. And here was the first thing that I learned this morning that I didn't know. So, in all of my research on Wyandotte Nation history, somehow, some way that I do not understand in the least, I came across no mention of Split Log. Or if, I don't know, if I did, just did not stay in my brain. But I'm 99% sure I did not see that name. He was with the Wyandots. <laughs> he came down from Ohio with them. Um, she said he was not Wyandot. He was um, half some other tribe. I'm sorry, I have no idea what. And I didn't look it up before sitting down to record this. And half uh, French, I think she said. And But his wife was Wyandot. So that, that was the connection there. He came down to Kansas City with them, 
and he bought up a whole bunch of land. He bought a steamboat and like was doing trading stuff on the river and he um, started um, a lumber mill, I think she said. And he's just, he's kind of a big deal. And then in 1855, when the tribe's like, we're tired of this, or 1857, sorry. And the tribe's like, we're tired of this, we're going to Oklahoma. He's one of the ones that went to Oklahoma. But for the 10, 12-ish years that he was here, he was a big deal. So that was cool. Um, okay, so then she's like, we're going to, there's a lot of hills in this area, if you don't know. Um, and if you're from Colorado, like my cousin, she's always like, Kansas is flat. And I'm like, it's really not, um, unless you're in western Kansas. But eastern Kansas is really hilly. Um, so she's like, we're going to start with this first hill, and it's our steepest one. And I look up, and I'm like, yeah, it'll be okay. But halfway up, I'm like, hmm, is this steep? <laughs> but it's okay. Um, you know, as long as the hike is, it's like three hours, like I said, like five miles. Um, it's, you know, there's hills. There's a couple of places where you go up steps. Um, it, honestly, it's not strenuous. Just make sure that you have good shoes. Uh, you know, wear sunscreen if you uh, and, and a hat if your skin is, is really sensitive. And take some water with you, and you can do it. And it's really great. Anyways, um, hold on. I am so sorry, listeners. I just realized how incredibly ableist that was. And I have friends and family with mobility issues, so you think that I would know better. Um, if you have difficulty getting around due to age or disability, I don't think that you'll be able to do this hike because it is five miles and because there are enough hills. Um, if you have difficulty breathing, like asthma or something, I don't know. Maybe it'll depend on the um, severity of your case. And there are some places where the sidewalk is overgrown by weeds and brush alongside of it so if you're blind that might be difficult I don't know but if you get a buddy to go with you maybe it's okay <sighs> that, that kind of sucks and I, I apologize for for being not realizing um, as I was speaking that that was ableist so the hill that we walked up is locally known as Russian Hill because that was the area where Russian immigrants lived and then a lot of the rest of Strawberry Hill that we walked through seemed to have um, a connection to Croatian immigrants rather than Russian. So she pointed out, and we actually like stopped at to admire several ch historic churches. Uh, the first being what was a Russian Orthodox church at one time and is now um, an aerial, like the... Um, like the Silks um, training studio slash workout space. I'm not sure how to describe that. Um, but I guess the woman lives in the church, which would be really cool, and offers classes. Um, there was a Croatian church that we stopped at um, that is still in service today. And actually their annual career Croatian um, Heritage Festival is this afternoon at like 4 p.m. 
sounded really cool, and I was like, I should go, but now it's almost 4 p.m., and I'm like, you know what, I'm probably not going to make it. Anyways, um, I'm trying to remember what came after that. Oh, um, several cool points, especially in the first half, where we could look out across the river and see the KC skyline, which is gorgeous. I love our skyline. So I got some great photos of that. Um, and like I said, we walked past Epic Arts and, uh, apparently downtown KCK has third Fridays that they do. So it's like their version of first Fridays and they shut down the street and they have a whole bunch of art vendors and it starts there right there at Epic Arts. Um, you know, one of the things that Lisa did, and I was noticing this on the hike, but then I was talking to some other folks afterwards and, you know, we'll get to that later. Um, but just saying it, it wasn't just me. They noticed as well. She really emphasized not just, hey, here's this um, historical tidbit about the neighborhood, but she really emphasized the modern community and um, highlighted a bunch of local-owned, local-run bars and restaurants and it was obvious that she's taken the time to visit each one of them, spend time there, get to know the owners. And that was really cool. I really liked that. So uh, we saw four of the Parade of Hearts, the, those hearts along the route. That was awesome. I wasn't expecting that. Those will probably be the last of the hearts that I get to see. And I think that brought my total up to 35, so I did not see well all 156 like I originally planned. Um, there's a time capsule that we got to see the plaque for. It's going to open up again in 2076 because it was um, buried in 1976. Um, we walked through the Lewis and Clark viaduct, um, which... Um, she said that she calls it the Freedom Bridge, and I don't know if other people also know it by that name. But it connects KCK and KCMO, and it's part of the um, Heritage Bike Trail, which is really cool. And I think I read recently that they're, that they're actually working to expand that. Let's see, where do we go after that? Um... After that is when we saw another heart. Oh, so from the bridge, you can see Call Point, which is where the Call River and the Missouri River connect. And honestly, first time I've really been able to see that, especially from that angle. It was really pretty. And she pointed out how to walk down to Call Point, which I uh, hope to do later this summer. Let's see. Let's see. What was after that? Um, the Mercado... And then another church. So the last, um, or maybe it was second to last site on the tour was the Wyandotte National Burial Ground, which I've been wanting to see for a few months now since I did the Wyandotte Nation. And originally I thought I'll do an adventure dedicated to just the burial site and I will do a mini-sode on just this. And uh, since we visited on this tour, I'm going to include it here. So first off, the giant, giant sign at the entrance still says Huron Indian Cemetery. And there's a little plaque 
um, like a foot by a foot that was added that says in 2016, you know, it joined the National Register. Um, or actually, sorry, that was from the 70s. What happened? What was it in the National Landmark 2016? And the name was changed. I would like to see them change the sign to actually say Wanda National Burial Ground rather than Huron Indian Cemetery. So, um, it's up on a hill in downtown KCK. You've got a bank across the street. You've got the casino, like, directly next to it. And you get up there, and it's got a lot of trees, and it's really green. And it, it's actually kind of quiet up there and rather peaceful. But I was shocked and... Uh, kind of upset, I think maybe is a word I'm looking for. I don't, I'm sure there are more nuanced words. I just can't think of them at the moment. But the photos that I've seen online of the cemetery are, I guess they're all just from the one end with the headstones of the Connolly sisters. Um, but like 95% or more of the cemetery is just green grass. And it's not overgrown, although it is a little long. It could probably use a cut. And there's a little bit of, bu of like bushes and stuff on there that if I were in charge, I would trim. They might not want to. But it was, it was kind of hurtful to see. And I knew from my research and from talking to Chief Libby that there are a few hundred people buried there and their, their graves are un they're unmarked, but I, I don't know. I took that as like, we have more burials than we are aware of. Sure. But the burials that are there are still marked. Not really. Um, there's a little bitty plaque in the ground that says, you know, 200 unmarked graves. There are a few more that say unknown. And there's a lot of stone. Not, I can't even say a lot. There are a few stones that you see and you're like, okay, I can tell that at one point that was a marker. And now, you know, over time it has been really worn down. But I don't know. I was just really expecting there to be a lot more markers. So they're like, maybe we have a few hundred that um, we don't know your name, but you're, you're marked, you're acknowledged. That is not the case, and that was really disappointing. Um, I don't know. It's just, um, I think it's really sad. It's like, I don't know, almost... I don't know. I don't know how to describe this sensation. But um, she did talk a lot about the Wyandots on her trip from Split Log in the beginning to um, talking about Quindaro and the Underground Railroad when we were at the Viaduct Bridge to the cemetery. Um, so that was really cool. Like I said, she emphasized um, local-owned businesses what other bits of history did she talk about? Mm. 
the stockyards and how Strawberry Hill... Oh, how Strawberry Hill got its name was interesting. Okay, so she actually talked about this at the very beginning when we started the tour. So there's two stories, apparently. And uh, someday when we do a, hist a more uh, a detailed history on this area, you know, I'll see if I can find anything else. But um, one story was that when they first moved, people moved into the area... Um, there was wild strawberries growing everywhere, and so they decided to name it Strawberry Hill. Before that, it was known as Split Long Hill because he owned that area. And then the other story was that wild strawberries grow on the graves of the Wyandots. Um, that, that may be, but in actuality, I am inclined to believe the first story because I live a few miles away. And my yard is almost nothing but wild strawberry. It's a little bit annoying. Maybe not almost but, but like a good half. All right. Um, let's see. What else do I remember from this tour? Met a lot of cool people. Shout out to everybody who's with me on the tour this morning. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. Mm, I really thought I'd have more to say. Um... But maybe I just talked really fast because I'm not thinking of anything else um, really big that I need to tell you all about from my adventure this morning. So I guess we will cut it off there. Thank you for joining me today on this mini-sode. Um, please check out Urban Hikes. You will not regret it. And if you want to support the show, you can do so by subscribing to patreon.com slash homegrownkc or redcircle.com slash homegrownkc. Or you can give a one-time donation at redcircle.com or ko-fi.com slash homegrownkc. Uh, that's ko-fi.com. You can give as little or as much as you want, even as little as a dollar a month. If you become a subscriber, then you get a item from the merchandise store valued at $5 or less. A shout-out on every episode and social media post. So thank you, Bjorn, Joan, and Gina for your support. And you get access to exclusive bonus episodes featuring other local historians, archivists, and museum experts. Everyone who simply gives a one-time donation, you will only receive a shout-out on the next available episode. You will not receive access to these exclusive Patreon episodes or anything from the merchandise store. But um, if you donate on Ko-fi, 1% of every donation automatically goes to help fight climate change. If you cannot become a financial supporter of the show, which I get it, inflation is super high, then you can still support me by listening to the show and sharing it with your friends and family. Go on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Give me a five-star review and rating. And follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube. Um... Images from today's hike will be on all my social media pages, so make sure you check those out. You can go to my website for more information. That's homegrownkc.wordpress.com. You can also sign up for my newsletter there. Not going to spam you. It'll be once a month, about the first of the month. You'll get an email that says, here's what's new with the show, here's what's going on. Just a good way to stay up to date. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or email... Um, episode suggestions, excuse me, you can email me at homegrownkcpodcast at gmail.com 
or DM me on any of the social media networks. If you want to check out the merchandise store, go to zazzle.com slash store slash homegrown KC underscore. Totally did that wrong. Let's try that again. Sorry. Zazzle.com slash store slash homegrown underscore KC underscore store. There we go. Um, and you can find links to everything on the website, which again is homegrownkc.wordpress.com. Thank you goes out to my talented sister-in-law, Sarah McCombs, for the creation of my logo. To the Dear Misses for the use of their song, Kansas City, as the intro and outro music of the show. To local libraries, which enabled me to gather all my research. And to you listeners. And a very special thank you to Lisa from Urban Hikes and Christy. Alright, cheers.
see. 